Welcome back to Life in the Bree. This is Amy Embody with the Center for Redemptive Education. We're continuing to explore this possibility that God might be giving us new wine in Christian education, and that he is charging us to create new wineskins, new containers, new structures and frameworks and approaches to education in this strange season of much challenge and change. Hundreds of years ago, in a different season of challenge and change, John Amos Comenius was living as a refugee in exile. Now, this did not keep him from being an educational reformer, writing numerous books on Christian education, including the one called His Great Didactic. The prologue of this book goes like this. Let the main object of this, our didactic, be as follows. To seek and to find a method of instruction by which teachers may teach less, but learners may learn more. By which schools may be the scene of less noise, aversion, and useless labor, but of more leisure, enjoyment, and solid progress, and through which the Christian community may have less darkness, perplexity, and dissension, but, on the other hand, more light, orderliness, peace, and rest. Wow, let's break that down. Teachers may teach less, but learners learn more. How do we teachers teach less while seeing learners learn more? It seems a contradiction. I think we can begin by a change of identity for those of us who teach. Do we think we are the repositories of knowledge and information? and that our responsibility is to impart this knowledge and information to students? No wonder we labor with a frenzy. After all, we know a lot, and we have to get it in their heads somehow. By computer, by video, by documents, by podcasts, we do more and more and more. But are learners learning more? Are we exhausting them and ourselves in this frenzy? What would it look like to change our identity, to see ourselves properly as facilitators of students' own pursuit of knowledge and wisdom, to see ourselves as coaches or even as co-adventurers learning along with our students in those areas that they find compelling? helping them to discover the connections those compelling topics have to areas and skills that they may not yet have found to be compelling. What if instead of trying to make people do something, we discover what they want to do and figure out how best to equip them with the requisite knowledge and information? This is a totally different paradigm than the first. And notice, it is energetic, but not exhausting. 
both for the learners and for the teacher. It requires, however, a person to be, as Jesus described himself, gentle and lowly of heart, not a taskmaster, not a slave driver, not puffed up, not full of ourselves, not self-important. Too often we place too much importance on ourselves, our lessons, our goals. Too often our children experience oppression in their educational settings, settings over which they have almost no control. What would it mean for us as their teachers to teach less so that they could learn more? And what about this, this idea of less noise, aversion, and useless labor? You know, school is often a relentlessly noisy place, noisy in decibels, but also noisy in frenzied, fragmented activity that never allows one to settle into an endeavor, but parses it out or chops it up or dictates what the endeavor is and makes a lot of fuss in the process. School is often a place of aversion. Students not wanting to do what teachers want them to do because administrators want them to do it and school districts demand it. Introverts have no peace. Extroverts cannot learn to focus and be content in their own company. Student initiative employs itself in devising interesting diversions from mandated tasks. And so much of it, admit it, so much of it ends up to be useless labor. No wonder we have issues with student motivation, not to mention teacher burnout. What would it mean for us to promote rhythms of, yes, intensity, but followed by diffusion, of engagement, followed by reflection? What would it mean for us to promote time, space, and as much choice as possible while retaining critical learning goals and teaching critical skills? And look at this Comenius quest. More leisure, enjoyment, and solid progress. Notice how Comenius links these seemingly unconnected ideas. Leisure and enjoyment somehow linked to solid progress. Can we believe it? Can we trust this? Can we give it a try? and see what happens in our classrooms and in our home schools and our learning communities. You know, stress is a huge and ever-increasing mental health issue, as well as a physical health issue, for our kids and young people. The daily overdose of adrenaline required to navigate a child's typical day is taking its toll. Sleep problems eating problems, anxiety disorders, behavioral disorders. These are ramping up as we require more and more and more 
that simply does not align with God's design for children or, frankly, for any image bearer. What would it mean for us to promote more leisure for ourselves and our children, more enjoyment, pure enjoyment of wholesome blessings such as walks in the woods and caring for cats and digging in dirt and climbing trees and lying in the grass, simply looking up. What kinds of disorders and ill health might we see completely turned around as children and young people are relieved of their daily dose of stress hormones and allowed to actually make solid progress as whole persons? Well, I think it might look like Comenius's vision, a Christian community marked by less darkness, perplexity, and dissension, and also marked by more light, orderliness, peace, and rest. In Jeremiah 6.16, the Lord says to his people, Stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. Look again at the Lord's imperatives. Stand, look, ask, and then walk, and then find rest for your souls. This is a good season for standing and looking, standing by the various educational roads in order to take a long look and to ask the Lord where the good way is. Comenius's voice from the 17th century can help us discover some of those ancient paths, those old but good ways. We can ask the Lord to show us the good way, and then we can determine to walk in that way. He promises that we, and that means all of us in the learning community, kids, teens, teachers, moms, pastors, grandfathers, homeschooling dads, we can find in this good way rest for our souls, solid progress. What a timeless invitation. God beckons to us from his word. Stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. Oh, but redemptive educators, listen to what comes next. Right after this verse, it reads, But they said, We will not walk in it. We will not walk in it. Why would anyone refuse this winsome invitation from the Lord? Well, we will consider this together next time at Life in the Brie. Until then, God's blessings to you and may you and your children experience rest for your souls and maybe even some solid progress. Mm -hmm.